Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, A.J. Hogue, where A.J.'s more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's A.J. with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. Hi, I'm A.J. Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native. Go to Effortless EnglishClub.com. Join my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Join today, EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Welcome to our live show, live on Facebook today. Book club show today. Book club show. Continuing with Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Chapter 8 today. Chapter 8. We're almost finished. Almost finished today. All right. Let's get ready to get started. Lots of people checking in, saying hello. So let me just say a quick hello to everyone who's now live on Facebook. Abraham Ali, good to see you. Lots of people, India, Karwan, Egypt, Fernanda, hey, from Brazil. Hello, Fernanda, again. Good to see you. Lots of people, good evening from Thailand. Great. Hello, hello, hello. So welcome. Let's get started. You know how we do this. I will go through. I'll teach you the summary of this chapter. We'll talk about some of the main ideas, maybe some vocabulary. Then I'll come to your questions and comments. So just relax. If you're watching live, relax for a few minutes while we go through chapter eight. And I'll get to your questions after chapter eight. Let's do it. Here we go, chapter eight. It's titled, Getting Started. There is gold everywhere. Most people are not trained to see it. There is gold everywhere. Hmm. Well, that's a nice optimistic statement from Robert Kiyosaki from the beginning. There is gold everywhere. You just need, you have to train yourself to see it. Right? There are opportunities everywhere. That's what it means. So he says his most common question he gets is, how do I start? How do I start? So people read his book. They might go to one of his seminars. And then the first question, the most common question for him, how do I start? And he's going to answer it in this chapter. He's going to tell us some ideas for how to get started becoming financially free. But first he says, I believe each of us has a financial genius within us. So he thinks that everybody, everybody can do this. It's possible for anyone and everyone to become financially free. That everyone has this possibility, this genius inside them. You do, I do, everyone does. But he said, of course the problem is this financial genius is asleep in most people. In most people, it's asleep. They don't use their financial genius. They don't develop 
They're a financial genius. It's asleep, he says, why? Why is it asleep? Because our culture educated us, the education system again, taught us to believe that money is evil, taught us to learn to get a job, that's the only way to make money or the best way to make money, taught us not to worry about our financial future. Don't worry, the company will take care of you when you get old. Don't worry, the government will take care of you when you get old. Sadly, that's not true for a lot of people. So this, these messages, this education causes people to forget their genius. This financial genius goes to sleep inside them. But he says, you can wake up. You can wake up your financial genius. You can develop your financial ability. You can be financially free. You can, I can, everyone can. How? He says he's going to give us 10 steps, 10 beginning steps to develop your God-given powers. Power over which you control. That's a nice statement. Let's go. How do we do it? Number one. First step, the first thing you need to do, find a reason greater than reality, the power of spirit. Ah, you need a big, it's motivation. You need a big reason to do this. Not just, I want to make money and have nice clothes. It's not enough. He says, you need a purpose, and that's a combination of powerful wants, things that you want for your life, not just the money stuff, but more importantly, how you want to live. And things you don't want, things that you hate in your life also. That's also good for your purpose. You have to develop this purpose within you. He's, he gives an example starting with what he does not want, what he didn't want, what he hated. That can be good motivation, actually. He said, I hated, I didn't want, well, he said, I hated that my dad always missed my football games because he was too busy working his career. So he had a bad feeling about his his poor dad would would never come to see him play football because his poor dad was always working at his job, too busy working at his job. And that upset him. He said he says I don't want to work all of my life. I don't want to work a job all my life. He really hates that idea. Me too. And then he says and then he talks about some of the things he does want. He says, I want to be free to travel the world and live in the lifestyle I love. That's a powerful one. I want to be free to travel the world in the lifestyle I love, meaning in a, in a, in a, in a nice way. Robert Kiyosaki, he, he likes nice things. Okay, he, he lives more rich than I do. For sure he does. He likes nice cars. He likes nice hotels. He nice, likes nice clothes. That's fine. And he wants to be able to travel, probably stay in quite nice places when he, tra- when he does it. So it's a strong motivation for him. This next sentence, however, I think is the strongest sentence because it's, it's my motivation. I think it's the motivation of most people, why they want to become rich or financially free. I want to simply be free. I want control over my time and my life. I want money to work for me. 
I agree. I think that's the number one motivation for people who want to become financially free, rich, whatever. It's this desire to have control over your own time, control over your own life, live how you want to live. Wake up in the morning when you want to wake up. Go to bed when you want to go to bed. Do what you want to do during the day. You in control. You, the master of your own life. That's what financial freedom gives you. I agree. That's powerful motivation. So you have to develop. His Step one, he says, is develop this strong motivation. Find your reasons. Find your powerful reasons. Step two, make daily choices. Daily choices. So focus on your spending habits every single day. How you spend your money each day is very, very important. What you buy, what you don't buy, how much you save. Very important, he said. Your daily habits. He says, invest first in education. Aha. So don't immediately buy real estate. Don't immediately start your business. Don't immediately buy stocks and bonds. Instead, first invest in your education. Continue your financial education. If you're interested in real estate, don't just start buying real estate first. First the step is learn about real estate. You buy books about real estate. Go to a, some seminars about real estate investing. Take some courses maybe about real estate. Then invest in real estate next. Or maybe you're interested in stocks and bonds. Take courses, go to seminars, read books, study stocks and bonds until you understand it. Play with fake money in the stock market. Then you buy stocks and bonds. Or again, with a business. First, you need to read about the business skills. Learn them. Go to seminars. Take classes. Read, 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 read about all the business skills you need. Marketing, accounting, sales, all those things. Then start your business. He mentions that personally he likes seminars and he likes audiobooks. I agree. Audiobooks are great. All right, step three. How to get started. How to get started on your financial freedom. Choose your friends carefully. Choose your friends carefully. Hmm. Now, I've heard this advice from many successful people. Choose your friends carefully. He says, he says, I do not choose my friends based on money. That's not what he that's not what he means. He doesn't mean just only have rich friends. No, no, no. What he means is choose friends who are positive. Choose friends who will support you. Choose friends who love to learn. Choose friends who are curious. Choose friends who are optimistic. Okay, avoid people who are going to criticize you, always be negative, make you feel bad. Those aren't real friends. Avoid them. Number four, step four to get started. Master a formula and then learn a new one. Ah, this is nice. Master a formula. So what you are learning, what he's saying is then, there are formulas for making money. They're formulas that you can just follow them step by step to make money. There are many, many different ones. And you can learn. How do you learn the formulas? Well, you learn them from books and courses and seminars. 
then you do them. And then you test them first in a small way. Don't be foolish and use a lot of money. Test them in a small way. But then once you test them and they work, then you keep using the same formula to make money. To make more and more and more money. Keep using the formula as long as it's successful. And then once you've mastered this one formula for making money, well, then you can learn a different formula for making money in another way. And then you repeat the process again. And he's right. There, there are just kind of formulas. For example, there are investing formulas. There are inve- pe- people who are good at stock investing typically have some kind of uh, theory or model or formula that they follow, a system that they follow. They're not just randomly choosing stuff, hoping it will go up and down. Same with real estate. There are many ways to invest in real estate, different kinds of real estate, real estate for businesses, land, houses, apartment buildings, all kinds of different things, vacation homes. So you want to focus on one area, find a formula that someone is using to make money and to be successful. Learn it from books and seminars and any way you can, then use that formula and get good at it until you're also making money using the same formula. I agree. That's a good way to start. Number five, pay yourself first. The power of self-discipline. This means that first you save money for investment or invest money. When you get a paycheck, you're working your job still. Before you pay your bills, before you buy your food, before you do anything with the money from your paycheck, you first take a percent and you save it. You put it to the side, you save it, and when you have enough, you invest it. You don't. That's the first thing you do when you get money. Not the last thing, the first thing. You put that to the side, you decide some percentage. Some people 10%, 20%, 30 50 75%, whatever the percent is, you decide. And you take that and you put it to the side first for yourself, for buying assets. Then the rest of it you use how you need to. So he says, the world will push you around. Rich Dad said, the world will push you around. Not because people are bullies, but because most individuals lack discipline and self-control. So they're easily pushed around. So another way to say this is all, every month, every paycheck, put money in your asset column. Right? Buy an asset every month if you can. Or save and then buy an asset when you have enough. Next, uh, pay your brokers well, the power of good advice. So hire good professionals when you need to, is what he's saying in this step. For example, if you're doing real estate, you need maybe you need a good real estate agent, somebody who's good at finding good deals, who knows the market really well, who knows the paperwork really well. So he's saying, don't don't try to be cheap and just go with somebody who's cheap and pay them a little bit. Instead, find the, the best one and pay them the higher price. The good advice is worth it. If you need a lawyer to do something, get a really good lawyer. Don't get a cheap lawyer. It, paying for that good advice is good. Get a good accountant when you need one. 
Number seven, step number seven. When you start investing and buying assets, focus on ROI. Return on investment is so important. Return on investment. This means, another way to say this is, how fast do I get my money back? The sophisticated investor, the good professional investor, their first question is, how fast do I get my money back? So let's imagine you buy a condo for $100,000. Maybe part of it's a loan. You have cash. You put down. You pay $20,000 for the condo. You're going to rent it to make money from it. How do you know if it's a good deal? How do you judge that? Is this a good deal or a bad deal? I, I just used $20,000 from my savings to buy the condo. Of course, it's a lo- you have a loan too, so it's more than that. But you actually spent $20,000. Is this a good deal? Well, how do you know? It's, it's your return on investment. It means how fast will that condo make your money back? How fast will you get $20,000 from that investment? That des- that's what decides if it's a good investment or a bad investment. If it's going to take a long time, you know, 10 years, it's probably a bad investment. What if you can make $2,000 per month from the condo? That's profit. Well, then you'll get your money back. You'll get your $20,000 back and a little more in just two years. That's really good, actually. That's good. That's a high ROI. It's a high return on investment. Why is this important? Because when... First, you get your money back, the $20,000, right? You invested $20,000. Now, it's risking. You're risking $20,000. You might lose it. But if in two years you get it back, well, now no risk anymore. Now it's no more risk. Now, after that, when you have your $20,000 back. Now, everything else, all the money you make after that, it's just like free money. It's free money. It's just profit. You got back your, your initial investment, the money you first used, you got it back. And now after that, hey, everything else coming in is, is like free money. That's how you think of investing for anything. Step number eight, use assets to buy luxuries. Okay, this is important. As I said, Robert Kiyosaki likes his luxuries. He likes nice cars and clothes and that. He says it's totally fine, totally fine to buy nice things. But here's his quote. I think it's on the next page, actually. He says, I love my luxuries. The difference is I don't buy them on credit. Never use a credit card to buy luxuries, he says. Never, never, never. Never use a loan to buy luxuries. And don't use your paycheck even to buy luxuries. What do you use? Use the money from your assets, right? You use that free money I was just talking about after you get your investment back, after you get your first money back. After that, it's all extra. You use that extra money. That's the money you use to buy nice things. If you, you want to get nice cars, nice houses, travel really nice, whatever you might want, Fine, but just use the extra money from your investments. Don't use 
your normal money for that. And never, never, never use a loan for a luxury. Good advice. Number nine, choose heroes. Choose heroes. What he means here is choose role models, financial role models, business role models. He gives some examples. He says, I have heroes such as Donald Trump, Warren Buffett, Peter Lynch. I, okay, famous billionaires, investors. Warren Buffett with stocks, Donald Trump with real estate, Peter Lynch with stocks, and I believe. So he's just talking about find some financial role models so you can read their books and learn from them. And finally, the last step, teach and you shall receive the power of giving. And he says, I find that the more I teach, the more I learn. If you want to learn about money, teach it to someone else. Teach someone else about money. So for example, he says, children, you could teach your children about money. And by teaching your children about money, teaching your children everything in this book, you will actually learn more too. You'll, you'll learn a little more about money yourself. The teaching process also helps you to learn. I agree with him about that. It's true. All right. That is the end of chapter eight. Go back to the beginning here. Clicky, clicky. All right. So I could ask you another favor. Did you bring my reading glasses? It? It's in my backpack, the top. Thank you. Okay. Live on Facebook time. It's time for your questions and comments. Give you a minute to type them in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to drink a little water again. I'm thirsty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's some good, good advice about how to get started from Robert Kiyosaki. And I understand getting started is often the hardest part. It's the most difficult part. Well, for anything, any big goal you have, any big dream you have, it's often just the, the first few steps that are the toughest. I talked about this recently on my audio podcast, in fact, that we just need to get going. If you can just get yourself moving to take some action, take those first few steps, after that, usually it gets easier. It usually gets much easier after the first few steps. So that, let that motivate you. If you feel like, oh, it's so tough, I'm scared, I'm not sure in the beginning, that's okay, it's normal. But just be motivated. Know that oh, I just, I must, if I just take these first few steps after this, it will become easier. It will. It will. Okay, so Sukar says... It is so easy to read those steps and to understand them, but we, what we need is a strong will to apply them. Right? That's right, to take action. How can we make them a real tools in life? Well, you know, there's just a time that comes when you just have to do it. That you, you, you can think, you think about it, you learn everything you can, you worry, you try to overcome the fear, 
you try to motivate yourself. And then finally, there just comes a time to make a decision. You finally just have to decide, am I doing this or not? Am I a coward or am I going to do it? I mean, that's it. It's a decision. You just decide and you do it. You take the first step. That's all. It's like, you know, how do you decide to if you're going to walk from here to your, I don't know, to your job? How do you decide to do it? Well, you just finally decide. Time to go. And you take your first step out the door and then you keep walking. Step, 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 step. That's it. There's just a time when you finally have to say enough waiting, enough delays, enough fear, and just decide and take the first step. No one can do that for you. No one else can do it for you. You have to do it. And that's all, that's all I can really say about that, unfortunately. You have to take... There's so much information. Robert Kiyosaki gave you this great book. You know, I've given you what advice I have. There are many other great books out there and lots of information, so many opportunities. But in the end, finally, you must take the first step and then keep walking. Keep taking those steps. No one else can do it for you. Lots of people are giving you great information and motivation. But you have to do it. That's a good thing. You don't want someone else to do it for you. No. You're not a child. Um, suggest books about business to read. Okay, Asma says, suggest books about business to read. Hmm, that's a good question. I would recommend, you know, Robert Kiyosaki actually has a series, a lot of different books. I would read his book called Cash Flow Quadrant. Cash Flow Quadrant. It's kind of the sequel. It's kind of the follow-up to Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it's very, it, it really is, fits with this book. So the second book, Cash Flow Quadrant. Cash Flow Quadrant. It's also fairly general. But that, that'll give you a good background. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Cash Flow Quadrant. After that, you need to start reading specific books. Books that are about what area of assets do you want to buy or invest in? So you, you need to start focusing after that on starting a business, on real estate, on stocks and bonds, or gold and silver, whatever it is you want to do. Gold and, yeah, gold and silver, I wouldn't really call. That's different. It's really those big, those are the big three. Real estate, a business, and uh, stocks and bonds. So you need to specialize. You need to focus on one of those general areas and read, read, read about those. Robert Kiyosaki has a lot of actually good books. Just put Rich Dad, Rich Dad Investing, Rich Dad Real Estate. Rich Dad, Business, Entrepreneur. He has a several books on each of these topics. You could also read those to get more specific information. And then after that, you, you're going to need to focus even more on one formula, one area in each of those categories or in just one of those categories. Focus on one area and learn everything you can. Fernanda said, I wish I had read this book when I was 18 years old. Yeah, me too. 
But, you know, we have an opportunity to teach it to younger people. If you're older reading this and you're just starting, that's okay. It's a fine to start late. doesn't matter. I started my business when I was 38. Some people start businesses when they're 48, 58. We heard about Colonel Sanders, Kentucky Fried Chicken. He was 64. So it's okay. Don't feel bad about it. However, this is also an opportunity for you to teach younger people, younger people in your family. Give them this book when they're getting to be maybe teenage years. Teach them about money so they understand better than we did at that age. Give them opportunities. Okay, AJ, can I just learn from real estate business and don't take courses and things? Because you said real life is the great teacher. What's your idea? I Well, I would not take academic courses in real estate. No, 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 no. You have to be very careful with courses. However, you should learn something. Don't just do it with no knowledge at all because then that's a big risk. You've got to learn. When I started when I started Effortless English, I read so many books about business, marketing, website design, internet marketing, uh, basic accounting, sales. So I would recommend books are cheap. Books are cheaper than courses. A lot of time when you take a course in, in a school, a lot of time what happens is you're paying someone to read a book to you. You go to the course and they're just reading from a textbook. Well, just get the book. It's much cheaper and read it yourself. So just get the book yourself and then you can skip a lot of the courses. It's a much cheaper way to educate yourself. Yeah, you can even go to libraries sometimes and find a lot of these books and just uh, borrow them. So if you're interested in real estate, I would recommend reading all the real estate books you can find. Do this for six months. Read, 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 read all of the real estate books you can find. You're going to need to learn about the real estate business and industry and the opportunities and the risks and the, the laws, all of that. And then you're right. Then jump in and do it. Then you do have to jump in and learn. Keep reading while you're doing it. Never stop reading. Never stop learning. But yes, of course, you need to jump in and actually learn from doing and when you do it the first time, I recommend start small, low risk, low risk your first time. Don't, it's crazy to risk a lot of your money the first time when you really don't know what you're doing. That's really foolish. Save the big risks for a little bit later when you have more confidence and more knowledge and more experience. Problem in our, sister of in our system of education, you can't find time to start your own projects. All the time is full. Really? I found it quite different myself. Here's what you do. In school, you do the minimum. You just do the minimum. Don't, don't, don't put a lot of extra effort into your school classes. There's no reason to do that. Put minimal effort, just enough. You know, unless, again, 
unless you're studying a very technical profession, engineering or medical or something, then yeah, of course you're going to have you're not going to have much time, but you're choosing that. That's your choice. But if you're studying some normal thing like business or psychology or English or whatever in school, you should have plenty of time. You should have so much free time. Do your little assignments, do them fast. Put them in. Who cares about the grades, really? Just make sure you get a good enough grades to pass and then use that extra time. Or quit school. Just quit school. I mean, a lot of college degrees are useless and you're completely wasting your time. So I don't know what you're studying specifically, Hamza, but I think for most people, there is time. There, there definitely is time. No more TV, no more video games, none of that stuff. And don't put so much extra work into your school. Just do the minimum. Do the minimum and focus on what you really want, your projects. And I'd say really just why. <laughs> I'm not going to say too much. Cash flow quadrant, quadrant, which means four. I mean, something that's divided into four parts, quadrant, Q-U-A-D-R-A-N-T, cash flow quadrant. Okay. I am watching from Myanmar, great. Very nice. Book suggestion, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. That's nice. Alexandre, great. Connected to what Robert Kiyosaki was just talking about, The Power of Habit. Maybe we'll add that to our book club list. Indeed, it's what Robert Kiyosaki was talking about, that it's powerful. Your daily choices, your daily choices are very important with this. Getting the self-discipline to make different choices every single day. Very good. Oh, great. Fernanda saying, I'm teaching my 11-year-old son. I hope he's better at financial education. Yeah, that's great. That's great. You know, rich dad, poor dad, they have a game called the rat race. Rat race. It's a game to teach people about these ideas. It's kind of like Monopoly. He had one for adults, which was a little expensive, but I think he has an online game, maybe an app. And I think he has a game for kids, rich, uh, rat race for kids. I don't know. Well, we can. We got the internet right here. Let's look it up. Okay, internet search. Let's see. Rat race for kids game. Rat race game. Oh, it's called Cash Flow. Sorry, wrong name. Cash Flow. Cash flow game for kids. Cash flow for kids. There it is. Look at that. It's an app. Bing. I'll put it on the screen if you're watching. Let me pull it up. Here we go. Look at that. Games are a great way for kids to learn this stuff. 
putting it on the screen now. There you go. You see it? It's richdad.com apps, apps and games. Go, go to richdad.com. That's Robert Kiyosaki's website. In the menu, you'll see apps and games. He has Cashflow Classic, Cashflow Mobile, Cashflow Board Game, and Cashflow for Kids. Here it is. Teaching kids financial lessons is fun. The newly refined cash flow for kids teaches your kids important financial skills. Using games to teach valuable lessons. Assets put money in your pocket. Liabilities take money out of your pocket. He's got online games, richkidsmartkid.com. This is his online game. So there you go. That's probably for younger kids, maybe elementary school age. Great. Hasina again. A big comment. Let's see. Hasina says, in school, they always decide for us. They teach us what we should not believe in ourselves. Yes, you're correct. We grow up afraid of failure. I know. The same with business people. They think they need someone to help them, and they never find that person. Then they just give up. The truth is you can be more successful if you start alone because you decide everything. You are That is so true. Oh, man, is that true. There's some truth bombs in here. There's some slang. Truth bombs, like a bomb. It explodes, and what comes out? Truth. Hasina dropping the truth bombs. Let's go through Hasina's truth bombs. <laughs> one by one. Truth bomb number one. In school, they decide for us. This is the first thing I... Look, our next book is dumbing us down. It's, gonna, it's all about the school systems and the problems in the school systems education the modern modern education systems so i won't talk too much about that right now because we have a whole book about this coming next but this is indeed one of the problems is that the students never make any decisions in school completely passive the teacher decides everything or the school system decides everything teaches them to be passive so then they get out of course they're afraid to make decisions they're terrified to make decisions by themselves they don't believe in themselves. And this is also true. The next truth bomb. So many people who want to start a business, they think they need someone else. They are always looking around for someone else to help them. True. So many people think, oh, I need to, I'll start a business, but I need a partner. I need a partner, which is a huge mistake for most people. Not always. I know not always. Nothing's 100%. But for most people, having a partner in the beginning is a bad idea. It just doesn't work usually. Usually it's a big failure and it causes a huge big problem. The truth is you can be more successful if you start alone because you decide everything. That is an amazing sentence. I agree 100%. That's a fantastic, powerful truth bomb right there. Just start. You don't need to wait for anyone else. You don't need anyone else to go buy a book. Go buy business books and read them. Get online and read. Learn, learn, learn. You don't need anyone else. You don't need to wait. Just do it. You can start right now. And then after you have enough knowledge, start. Just do something. 
Just do something, start a business or invest, whatever you're gonna do, just do it. You don't need to wait for someone else. Try it, make a decision and try. And then you will get a result and you'll learn. Maybe it'll fail and then you'll learn something from that. Maybe it'll succeed, you'll learn from that. Doesn't matter. The failure or the success doesn't matter at all. All that matters is you take action and get a result and learn from it. That's some powerful stuff there, Hasina. Good job, I like it. Cliffy says, Robert Kiyosaki said, without a strong reason or purpose, anything in life is hard. Yep. Could we include learning English? Yes. I Absolutely, yes. You need a strong reason to learn English. I, I have some old podcasts and videos about this that you need to also have a strong reason to learn English. That world travel one is also great for English because English gives you the best opportunities for traveling the world. I have traveled to many, many, many countries and I use English in every country I go to. It, open, it really does open the whole world to you. So yes, you do need strong reasons. And this is one reason I don't like people who focus on tests too much. I don't, it's a bad idea to talk on, just focus on TOEFL or IELTS. That's, uh, for most people, that's a boring goal. It's not very emotional. It's not inspiring. It just makes you feel nervous, usually, right? Oh, I got to pass the test. <laughs> you need a bigger goal, something more meaningful to you that will make your life happier. That'll give you a lot more motivation for learning English. So absolutely, this is true for all things in life that are important to you. You need a big, strong reason or purpose. Sukar, following up on what we just said, what's your idea about group business? Is it a good step to start your first business with a group or better to start on your own? Better to start alone. Alone would be my answer. In most cases, there might be exceptions if you're trying to do something big, but I think for most people, starting with something small, start alone. Then you make decisions faster. You don't have to have a meeting to make a decision. You just decide. That's why it's important because you learn faster when you do it alone. There's less delay. Andrea says... I'm Andrea from Argentina. Hello. I'm an English teacher. I always appreciate your advice. Love you. Well, thank you. Mwah. Very nice. Lots of Brazilians saying hello. Excellent. A couple of people asking about public speaking. I'll talk to that in a second. But Santosh gives a nice summary of what we just talked about. Nobody will help you in this world if you don't help yourself. Yeah, that's a great way to say it. That's right. If you're not, if you're not willing to help yourself, if you don't take action, if you're just passive, nobody really wants to help you. Why should they? Why should they want to help you? Because... If you're passive and you're just waiting and you're, oh, help me, help me, then you're just taking their energy. You're taking their time. You're not doing anything yourself. So it just, you're just annoying them. It's, it, there's no benefit for them to help you. But when you help yourself, when people see that you're trying, you're really trying, you're taking action, you're making decisions, 
Maybe you're failing even, but you're still trying. Then more people will look and they say, ah, he's trying. And then they'll give you some advice. They'll give you some help because they see that you're really working. So this is, an, this is actually a way to attract people who will be more helpful to you, is to get in there and try it. And then the people who have succeeded, most of them are going to be generous. And they'll say, hey, okay, I'll help you now. I'll give you some advice. I'll give you a little help if you need it. But if they see you're just being lazy and scared, most of them will not waste their time. That's just life. Yeah, so here's a follow-up So from Min. I do a business with my family, but I have an issue that each member in my family has another idea that they want to do. So it's like a cold war in my family. Right. They aren't satisfied. They just want to do it their way. I have no idea. What should I do to improve the connection so that the whole members can help each other and get a better result in my business? That's hard. Man, that's tough. This is why I don't like partnerships. And especially why partnerships with friends or family are very, very, very dangerous. Why are they dangerous? Because this kind of problem, this kind of problem is normal in a business. If they're, if they're just business partners, it's a little easier to deal with. But if it's your family, it can cause a problem, make your family have all these bad feelings with each other. Or with friends. I, I made this mistake myself, tried it with some friends. And again, it, it can create a lot of conflicts and bad feelings. This is why I really prefer, I think it's the best advice, just do it yourself. Start by yourself. The advice of what to do. Uh, I can't give you good advice because I don't honestly know what to do either. <laughs> I did not do a good job of this myself. I, I very much struggled with this. I have, Everless English is my own business, but I, I've had some other businesses that I've done with other people, and most of them have had this exact kind of problem. This exact kind of problem. And it call, it's hard to make decisions. Here's what I would say based on my own problems in this area. Democracy sucks. Forget democracy. Democracy doesn't work. You need one person who is clearly the boss, who is at the top. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's someone else in your family. I don't know. If you're all trying to negotiate all the time, well, maybe you, could, you vote or you decide who's the best the decision maker, who's the best leader, and they become the king. In a business, you want a king, not a democracy. You need to have a king who makes the final decisions. So then with your family, you can have a meeting. Everybody shares their ideas, but it's not a democracy. There's no cold war because there's one person who will finally make the decision. And then after that, everyone must accept it. That's your rule. You make this rule very strong. If someone cannot agree to this rule, kick them out of the business. Let them go work somewhere else, even your own family. Say, look, we love you, but we can't do business with you. Is that easy to do with your own family? No, it's not. I know that. I, could, could I do that with my own family? I don't know. My decision, I just closed the businesses. I was so tired of dealing with it that I just closed the businesses. That I just stopped. I, 
I just decided this is bad. I don't want to do business with my family or friends anymore. I'm no more, never again. But if you're stuck in this situation, when I look back, that would be the thing. You need a king. You need someone needs to be the king in the business and they finally say, we're doing this. Decision. That's it. No more talk. No more arguing. No more fighting. It's over. I have decided and this is what we're doing. Right? Look at big businesses, successful businesses. They have a CEO. There is finally someone at the top that makes the final decisions. In the big company, there might be a lot of negotiating and a lot of fighting to, for influence and lots of people with many different ideas. But finally, someone at the top, the CEO, just says, this is my decision. And then it's finished. Then it's done. That's what you need. That will actually give more peace to your family when you have a clear person who's the king or the queen. And if you're think if you if you're starting in the beginning, but if you're just beginning to start a business with more than one person, you need to do this from the very beginning. Decide from the beginning who is the CEO, who is the CEO, who's the final decision maker. And they finally make all the decisions. At the end, they decide. So choose carefully. <laughs> Nasser, hello again. I'm Nasser. How to get over the deep emotional reasons to get started. So this is basically overcoming. How do we overcome the fear of losing money and the fear of criticism? I've talked about this a whole lot on my audio podcast. I've done a lot of shows about this topic. I'm just going to say again today my answer I said before, which is action. Action has a great way of reducing fear. fear. You know, when we have fear of something, the fear often, I'd say usually, is the most before we do something. It's the uncertainty that scares us. And when we finally just, you know, grit your teeth and close your eyes and step forward and take an action, make a decision. You'll feel the fear drop almost instantly. Very quickly, that fear will drop down. You finally made a decision and took action. And it's not the end of the world. It's not a disaster. And then what do you do? You make the next decision, the next action, the next decision, the next action. And each action, each decision reduces the fear down lower and lower and lower. So in many ways, action is the cure Decisions are the cure for fear. Wilson brings up a quote from Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins in his book says, you should replace the word experience, say that instead of the word failure. We learn from our mistakes. Yes, I think the actual, the direct quote is results. You don't say I failed, say I got a result. I got a result. You do something and you get a result. You might like the result, you might not like the result. It doesn't mean you're a failure or it doesn't mean you're, you know, super great either. 
It just means you got you tried something and you get a result. You start a business, something happens. You invest, what happens next? You get a result. You make some money, you lose money, you stay even. Pretty much those are the typical three. That's all. Nothing to fear about that. You just 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 be smart about your risk. Don't risk your whole life savings on your first investment. That's crazy. This is why you got to read and learn about what you're doing first. So, you the biggest part of all of this is to protect 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 yourself. But once you protect yourself from disaster, then you just try and you get a result. Something happens, you learn from it, then you try something else and you get another result and you remove the fear. Luisa, good question. Uh, a question I've gotten a few times. About a very famous book. Do you believe in the law of attraction to start a new business? The law of attraction. Some people call it the secret. There was a book called The Secret. My answer is yes and no. So what do I mean by that? Yes, in the sense of, I do believe that if you have a very, very clear goal in your mind, a very clear dream, and you think about it every day, and you, with a lot of emotion, a lot of positive emotion, and you imagine it, and you see it clearly, I do believe you will begin to reprogram your mind. You will begin to see more and more and more opportunities around you to get that dream, to make that dream happen. You may even start to have what, you, what people say is good luck. These opportunities start coming to you. I do believe all that can happen. So that's why I say yes. Why I say no is that some people think... Some people use this as an excuse to be lazy. They think that's the only thing they need to do, but it's not the only thing. You still must take action. You still have to do things, right? You can't just dream and then a completely successful business will happen. Of course not. But what you can do is dream and use the law of attraction and visualizing that and you know it really activates your unconscious and maybe things out in the world and this maybe things spiritually. But then as you see those opportunities that you start to wake up and see the opportunities, you have to take action. You have to do them. So you need some courage there. So it requires both. I think it is a good thing to do and then take action. Andy says, when you are ready to learn, the teacher will appear. Kind of that idea. huh? After the teacher appears, listen to him. <laughs> Lisa says hi from Venice, Italy. Well, that's a beautiful city. Kipi says, uh, Robin Sharma says, money is not the most important part of wealth. In your opinion, who is the real rich person? I agree with, you know, as we said last week, Money is a tool. We just we use it for things, right? It's a practical tool in the modern economy, the modern world. We use it to buy food. We use it to buy clothes. We use it to buy fun stuff. That's all. The truth is, in the modern world, though, it does buy us a lot of freedom, a lot of choices. 
how much money do you need for that, though? As I've said many times, you actually need less than you think if you will live simply. So I believe what the true wealth is that Robin Sharma is kind of talking about are things, it's not the money that gives us the wealth, it's the freedom, it's our health, it's our happiness. We can use the money to help us get more freedom. Money can help with your health too, in fact. Can, certainly, if you get sick, you can buy better health care if you have a lot of money. That's nice. Money can, if you get it in a good way. It can also reduce your stress in many areas of life. So in many ways, it can help. It's a good thing. So, but the, the point is, don't get too focused on just the money. In the end, money is just a numbers. It's all it is nowadays. The modern money is just numbers on a screen, numbers in your bank account. It's just a game. So you got to look deeper than just that. Ah, Azar with another familiar story. I did a partnership with my family once and the business ruined, meaning destroyed, our relationship. That's sad. And we fought at this year more than any time before. Mm-hmm. I agree, partnership is not effective with my family as the emotions are involved for some reason. Yes, see, this is why. I agree, I know. I, I had maybe not quite this bad, but I did have some bad experiences with doing this myself. And I decided, well, what's more important to me, business or my relationship with my family and friends? And I realized, well, I want a good relationship with my family and friends. And the business is causing problems. So I just decided no business with family. It's my new rule. <laughs> no business with family, no business with friends. I'm happy if they want to start a business. I'm happy to give them advice, of course. Very happy to do that. And I do that, in fact. But I won't be their partner. I won't be part of their business. And since I made this new rule, my relationship with my family, better again. And friends, it improved. I'm sure there are some families who can do it, some friends who can do it. But overall, it just usually doesn't work. It usually just creates a lot of stress. Because, see, with your family and friends, it's hard for someone to be the boss, right? Let's imagine you have a business with your mom and your dad and your brother. And you start a business. Who's the boss? Well, this could be a problem. What if your dad, maybe naturally your dad would be the boss. But what if your dad is not the expert? What if you are actually the expert? as the, let's say you're the youngest son, but you know the most about this business. Right? You're the most motivated, you have the most energy, you've learned the most about the business. Really, you should be the boss, you should make the final decisions. The, that in, in a pure business, just where everyone's focused on money, probably you would be chosen to be the boss, you'd be the CEO. Everyone would see, you should be the CEO. But it's your family. And you have all this history, and it's kind of weird. Well, your dad is your dad, and in most of your life, he's been above you. He's the boss in the family. So very hard for dad to be under you in the business. And your older brother, maybe the same thing. He's been your older brother, 
your whole life. Kind of, you're the little guy. and He kind of tells you what to do. And for him to be under you in the business, also very difficult. And of course, mom, same thing. She's been above you your whole life, teaching you. And in the family, she's above you, naturally. But in the business, in this example, she should be working for you. Again, but she, that feels strange to her. She doesn't want to do that. You see why this could create a whole lot of problems now? Because now everybody's, you have these natural things in your family where, you know, dad and mom are the boss and older brother is then above younger brother. But maybe that's not good for the business. And usually it's not going to be exactly perfect like that. This is where then the problems and the fights start coming in. You start fighting because you know what's best for the business and you should be making these decisions. But then dad fights back. He's not happy. He doesn't want you telling him what to do. And younger brother also doesn't. And younger brother has a different idea. And, uh, and then it just, everyone starts fighting and yelling and it's terrible. It's terrible. Just start a business by yourself. If you need other people, hire them as employees. Yeah, never mixed, never mixed friends in business. Carol says, "I think so." It's a. I know some people do it, and they do it successfully. All, all I'm saying is, it's very difficult. For most people, it's very, very difficult. Be careful. If you love those people, be careful. I know you think, oh, well, these are the perfect people to have a business with because we know each other so well, but that can be the part of the problem. Hey, Mehdi from Iran. Whoa, Mehdi from Iran joining. I barely made it to join your first live show, Mehdi, Iran. I'm not sure if it's the same Mehdi from Twitter. Ah, Rain says, when I was reading the book of Animal Farm, I totally did not understand. <laughs> it's okay. But you talking about the book, I understood. That's why I'm doing these book clubs. That's the purpose of the book club shows, is to help you understand a book that might be a bit difficult. And for some of you, maybe Rich Dad's not difficult. For some of you, maybe it is difficult, but you can learn it now first with me, with the video. And then I hopefully, I hope you'll try to go back and then read the book yourself next. Maybe you can understand it better after listening to these videos. Fear of losing money is a healthy thing. Well, it's totally normal. Of course it is. Nobody wants to lose money, okay? Nobody likes it. Rich people don't like it. Poor people don't like it. Middle class people don't like it. Nobody likes to lose money. So of course you're going to have a little bit of that nervousness and fear. Use it though. It's how do you use the fear? There's two ways to use it. One way is the fear is completely powerful and you, you don't do anything. You, re, you, you don't invest because you're too afraid. That's terrible. The other way to use the fear is use the fear as motivation to protect your risk. Protect your risk. So you realize, oh, I don't want to lose this money. How can I protect myself? So that if, if this doesn't work, if this fails, 
so I don't lose a lot of money. You might lose a little money, but you want to protect yourself so you don't lose a lot of money. It's important to learn how to do that. Clippy says again, uh, asking another question, how to combine being rich and living a simple life? It's easy. That's what I do. It's, it's easy. It's, when you live a simple life, it's easier to be rich, so much easier, because you don't need much. You can be rich with much less money. If you have a small little house or apartment, your expenses are super low and you're happy then you need very little money to become financially free. A few successful investment investments, a successful small business, and you're free, and then you've got all this extra money. And you use that extra money, then you just play with it like a game. Use all that extra money you've got because you're living simply. You buy more assets, then you get even more, and then even more. And you got all that extra money. You're just saving it and investing it playing with it and you have a huge amount of freedom a lot of opportunities and you can use that extra money any way you want or you can just stop playing you know eventually you can stop playing if you want to once you're making enough you've got enough assets they're coming in you've got lots of extra money you've got a huge amount of savings you you have plenty of money for when you get older you have all the money you need for a whole lifetime you can do something else. Okay. AJ, please give me advice. How can I inspire my staff? I feel they just work for a full day and go back home with low power day by day like that. Makes our job very boring. Yeah, that's hard. I will say that I feel like I'm pretty good at the at leadership, which is kind of like, the, like inspiring people, motivating people with a at the big high level. I am very very bad at managing people day to day, like telling them what to do every day and all that. So I'll give you my answer is more of a leadership answer. You need a bigger purpose. It's exactly what we were talking about individually. You need something, a meaningful purpose for what you're doing. If you're going to learn English, you need a, an important purpose that's meaningful and emotional for you. To study English and learn English and get better. You need that if you want to be successful and rich. Maybe it's freedom, whatever it is for you. Well, your staff needs that too. If it's just a paycheck, yeah, it gets boring. I, that's what most jobs are. Can you give them a bigger human purpose? Something that your business is doing that serves others, that will serve them. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing, but that's my general answer. Oh, Carol says, Tony Robbins has developed an app too. It's called Blast and is a game to learn investing. Well, let's look that up. Blast app.
Transform your gaming into money. Entering Blast, the first high-yield savings account for gamers. No, that's not it. Uh, let's put in Tony Robbins, maybe. Blast app, Tony Robbins investing. Tech startup Blast launches app that lets gamers save money. Oh, yeah, right. That is the one. Blast new investors... Tony Robbins, a micro-investing app. That's interesting. Huh. Thanks, Carol. Yeah, so Hasina's again got a nice comment. The fear is not the problem. It's natural. The real problem is we quit or we don't even try. Yeah, that's right. The fear's not, you're exactly right. Fear, fear's normal. The fact is, if you, everything was easy and you always won, it wouldn't be enjoyable. In the end, you'll appreciate the challenges and the difficulties. Yes, I talked about this on our podcast recently, an audio podcast. It's part of the game, part of the game. If it's too easy, it's no fun. If it's too easy, you don't appreciate it. Someone asking me about Brexit. Well, I'm not British, so I don't care what the British decide to do. It's their country. They can do what they want. Greetings from Poland. Hello. <laughs> this is something my wife will appreciate. You listening? To my wife? Listen to this comment. While traveling, I notice one thing. When I go on vacation, this is Vladislav. When I go on vacation alone, I plan everything. Which country to go to, which hell- hotel to live in. But when I go with someone else, I forget all this stuff. I don't think at all. No initiative. I guess the same true about partnership and businesses. Yes. Yeah, see, I'm laughing because this is I do this when I travel with my wife oftentimes. <laughs> when I travel alone, I do exactly right. I decide everything. Sometimes when I travel with my wife, I'll let her take care of everything. <laughs> and then I, I don't make any... De- I don't care, just whatever. And she's, she's getting the hotels and the flights and doing it all. <laughs> right? She says yes. This is true about partnerships in business, too. It can be. This is right. This is one of the problems in, in a partnership. The, the problem in a partnership is usually what happens is one, one person is like this, more, more passive, and then someone else is going to be much more active. It's almost never 50-50, 50%, 50%. But the problem is you have a 50-50 ownership, usually. And the problem is you don't have a clear boss, But, in truth, one person is actually much more motivated. One person actually is more knowledgeable, more making more decisions. And this creates a lot of problems then. And this is where then all these arguments and difficulties come. Because then, in a business, you have to make decisions constantly, especially in new business. You're constantly making decisions. And you, ideally, you need to make them fast. 
You need to make them fast and keep going so you learn faster. But when you have a partner, then every decision you have to have a discussion. Every single decision you have a discussion and often you don't agree. So then you have an argument or, or maybe even just a calm discussion. But then back and forth, back and forth, it's so slow. And what happens if you never agree? Well, who's the boss? Sometimes there's no boss. So how do you finally decide? One person wants to do one thing. The other person has a different idea. How do you finally decide in the end? You never agree. You need a boss. This is the problem. And usually in partnerships, there's no clear boss. I think Microsoft's a good example of that. I used the Beatles as an example of this before. <laughs> How it's, it's unfair, right? The Beatles. They each got 25%, but did they each do 25% of the work? Not even close. <laughs> okay. Paul McCartney and John Lennon did 90% of the work, but they, but, every, but they still got the same as George and Ringo. Not really fair, right? Microsoft, too. It was uh, Bill Gates and Paul Allen, I believe, were partners. However, they didn't do equal work. Bill Gates was much more important to the growth of Microsoft. He was really the boss and the guy who did all the work, but Paul Allen had the same share. Paul Allen became a billionaire. I'm not saying Paul Allen did nothing. I, I don't know. I have no idea what he did exactly, but did he deserve the same share as Bill Gates? No. Oh, it's me, coach. It's Medi, your student Medi. You got it. Yay, good. It is Medi. It's Medi from Twitter. Yay. Medi, one of our super, superstars on Twitter and the Effortless English family. Super active, always helping people all the time. Great to see you here. Fantastic. Edson, oh yeah, good point, Edson. Rich Dad Poor Dad teaches you how to manage your money. Yeah, it's very general. But a lot of people misunderstand the idea. They think the book teaches you how to run a business. You're correct. It's, a, it's the general first level of knowledge, how to manage and think about money. You need this. and This is a good first step. You really do need it. The next step is the specific, right? The specific skills how to run a business, or how to do real estate investing, or how to do stocks and bonds and other investments. So step one is rich dad, poor dad, but then yeah, next you gotta, you gotta get more specific. You gotta go into specific areas and learn the knowledge of one of these areas. And then you must do it. Carol, again, Stressing, emphasizing, the most difficult is the first step. Once you've taken it, you get into action. And then you have other stuff to focus on. Therefore, you forget the fear. Good point, Carol. That's why you forget the fear with action. See, before you take action, before you do something, all of your mind is focused on the fear. You, you, you notice and you feel all of the fear because 
You're not doing anything. You're just thinking about the fear all the time. It just gets stronger and stronger and stronger because you're just, you're doing nothing. You're only thinking about the fear. When you finally take action, then something happens. You get results, things happen. Now your brain must focus on what's happening. Your brain starts to focus on the outside world, on your business, on your investment, what's happening to it. And as you do that, you, you stop thinking about the fear. You don't have time to think about the fear so much. So the fear drops. Good point. That's exactly right. I think it's about time to go. We've had a good discussion today. <laughs> Betty says, I'm enjoying drinking hot water while watching your show. Nice. All right. I think that's it for tonight. Ooh. Nice long show. Good show. Appreciate, as usual, the great comments and the questions. Always fun when we do the show live on Facebook. I recorded an audio podcast. I'm a little late getting it upload it. I'll upload it probably tonight, maybe even upload it tomorrow morning. I will upload the recording of this show immediately. Lots of love to you. I appreciate you joining me live. For those of you listening to the recording, also, thanks again. Next week, chapter nine, I believe it's our last chapter for Rich Dad Poor Dad. We finish the book next week. Yeah, go out and get rich. As always, go to Effortless English club.com join my vip program at effortlessenglishclub.com